I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Record our episodes live in Old Space every week, except that this is the last one of the season. So this is uh, not next week and not the week after that, but uh, we are happy that this is our final episode of 2022. You can join us for free, even if you don't have a VR headset. This is true. Just log into Altspace from your laptop or PC, join our event, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. For our final World Builders of Altspace interview of 2022, this is number 18 altogether. Starting in 2020, we've got 18 of uh, Altspace's best world builders up on this stage. Today, we are proud to have this next guest with us. These worlds spanned from serene meditation temples the terrifying abandoned ruins to the elaborate worlds uh, found in the Witcher series. All of them are oozing with atmosphere. Ladies and gentlemen, here to guide us through his inspirations, his process, and technical tricks, please give a warm emoji welcome to Lightyear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, should, I should say we are very happy to have you here. I sort of semi-apologize for putting Buzz Lightyear as your moniker up there. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Does that cause you some trouble sometimes? Uh, I've lost you. You guys hear so him or am I? You oh, shoot. I didn't. I, it cut out for you. Could you guys hear him or is it just me? We didn't hear him. Yeah, sorry about that. We couldn't hear you there, Lightyear. <laughs> I, I didn't hear what you said because you cut out. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. That's okay. I said. I said, I apologize for making Buzz Lightyear your moniker. Has that caused you problems in the real world? Yes, actually. Uh, every time you go to search for me as a musician, the only thing that comes up is Buzz Lightyear. So, yeah, that's caused a little bit of an issue. Of course, you know, Disney's going to get way bumped to the top over little old me. So that's understandable. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it is it is, a, it is a very nice photo, but I'm sure you look even more heroic in the real world. And, and today... I uh, uh, love your outfit as well. It's uh, maybe not as festive as some of the ugly sweaters out here in the audience. I think Kurt, and perhaps, <laughs> uh, perhaps Lance Wolski up there uh, win the prize for ugliest sweaters. Um, you're looking pretty stylish today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so we'd love to dive into uh, the person behind the avatar, the person behind the name Lightyear, find out what your origin story is, and um, just out, you know, what is the mind and the personality behind all of this imaginative, creative, technical know-how that you have employed in your worlds? So let's just start with uh, your origin story, how you got into right. VR and how you became a world builder. So uh, it's kind of an interesting story. A friend of mine back about two and a half years ago wanted to start AA meetings in Altspace. And he said, if I get you back then, it was a go will you do this? And I said, sure. And I didn't really think that he would. So the next day, this go was at my doorstep. And he called me, he said, did you get it? Did you get it? And I said, yes, I got it. And he says, well, get it on, put it together. So that's how I got into Altspace. And the first time I came in, I fell in love with VR. I thought it was the most amazing 
platform I'd ever done. And uh, we built a whole AA world. And uh, from there, I thought, you know, I downloaded Unity and I thought, oh boy, this looks really complicated. And mm-hmm. you know what? Once I got the fundamentals of it down, it really isn't as complicated as it appears. And so I started teaching fundamentals of Unity to people um, a couple times. And when I uploaded my first world uh, called The Sanctuary, I was blown away. I didn't even think it was going to work. And I came in and it was there and it was like, whoa, this is amazing. And so from then on, I had the bug and I just kept diving into it and getting more and more complex and trying to see what I could get away with in alt space. How big could I build? How, how would it still perform on the, the headsets? You know, and, and my feeling is the headsets are going to get more powerful. And they're, they're going to become console equivalent at some point where, you know, they'll be wireless. And so I don't worry too much about building for Android as much now. I build more for PC, but um, most of my worlds run great on Android. And part of that trick was learning light baking. And with light baking, mm-hmm. I was able to get almost, if you go into some of my worlds on Quest, they look almost the same as they do on PC. Just maybe a little mm-hmm. bit less sharp. But that's about it. So um, that's that's the VR story for me. Um, I still have the bug. You know, I think, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm too tired. I'm a little bored. And then I'm like, oh, I got an idea. So a lot of my worlds are inspired from The Witcher 3, the game. And I really, really analyzed the hell out of that game. I looked at every single texture, every little thing they were doing. What was what was making this work? Why was this working this way? And how could I do this without scripts? Because Altspace doesn't allow any scripts. So um, I found ways around it with animation, um, doing other different things, uh, little tricks. I don't use MREs that much because they're really kind of heavy, but uh, you know, just just other ways of doing things, um, things passed along. Discord's been a great help. There's some great people on there that have taught me. Uh, one of the guys on there taught me uh, light baking. That was a, a real game changer for me. So that's how I got into it. My original uh, persona is that I'm a musician. I'm a dance music artist, and I've been playing clubs all over the world. And uh, I am a truly bona fide artist. I'm with Sony Music, and that's who I am. So, cool. And, and so, is your uh, musician name Lightyear? Is that why you're having trouble with the uh, exactly. searches? Uh, well, we'll have to get your all your links to your website and your Spotify page and whatever. We'll put it in the show notes so that no one will be. Uh, you know, confused as to where to find you. That's got to suck. I guess I guess Buzz has been around for a while, but he's grown in popularity over the years. You consider changing well, Lightyear? You have a following now as Lightyear. You can't, there's nothing you can do. I can't change it. I've had this name, believe it or not, since the 1980s. And I'm also very confused. People confuse me with the ska punk band from the UK called Lightyear. So even the music sites confuse me with that. So when you go on there, you, you'll see their music mixed in with mine. And I don't think it's so much that they have basically 
think that it's me. It's just that I, what I'm looking at is I'm thinking that they're putting everything in there and also look at this band light year kind of thing, you know? So yeah, it's been a headache and you can't search for me as light year on Google. I don't get it. You can search my real name and I pop up, but not by light year. You'd be scrolling page by page by page. I mean, I'm buried way down. So, and, and even SEO and all that, I can't get myself up in the search because of Buzz yeah. Lightyear. <laughs> Disney, Disney has some kind of sponsorship deal with Google. How, how do you, how much you want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, something yeah. like that. Money, well, money, yeah. money, money. Exactly. Well, the impressive thing to me is that your professional career has nothing to do with the visual style that you show in your world. I, I guess you could say that Creating atmosphere is a musical attribute, um, but you're able to transpose that from creating an atmosphere in a club to an atmosphere in a 3D virtual environment. Because I do feel like the, the the atmospheres are really rich in all of your worlds. Like you walk you walk in there and you feel worlds, right? Um, there is a lot of stuff that you do with that. Do you think that there's a connection there with music, or do you think it's uh, just a different part of your brain altogether? Uh, I think it's a different part of my brain altogether. And I think it's um, basically I'm not a modeler, so I rely on the asset store for a lot of things. And if I see something, I will get an idea and think, okay, I could do this with this. I think that's what my talent is, is, I, is looking to see what something can become from something that I didn't make. So, and I'm really, really good with terrain. That's, that's one of my fortes is terrain and, and that, and doing trees and, and ground cover and those sorts of things. Um, building buildings, doing that kind of thing. That is not my forte. I tried to try to use Blender. If you want to talk about a complicated program, open up Blender and try it out. <laughs> it's pretty damn complicated. Yeah, well, um, let's let's get into some of the worlds here because um, you're talking about them, but we're not showing them. So I've got some videos here uh, that I tried to take in uh, some of my favorites of your worlds. We're going to start off with this one. I believe this is the Abandoned Ruins. Is that correct? Yes, that is the Abandoned Ruins. That was one of my very first worlds. And that actually is an asset, the whole building. The rest of it is all me putting it together and figuring out which room should have what and what effects, what particle effects, what different kinds of things. And then if you look at that world and you go there, there's actually a hell of a lot going on in there. And I'm actually mm -hmm. shocked that it runs on a Quest 1. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's if anyone has any kind of phobia, you may get triggered in this world. That would be an amazing thing for a Halloween adventure. But if you're trying to have a nice casual trek through the metaverse and you stumble upon the abandoned ruins, you have a fear of rats, for example, or a fear of giant spiders that might fall from the sky, mm -hmm. <laughs> or a fear of ghosts, or a fear of zombies, uh, or a fear of demons. You just might not like this world. But I had a, I had a great time. So what... <laughs> Were all of those elements, I imagine that you added a lot of those different elements. Are you somebody with a lot of phobias in your real life, or do you just love to... No. The only phobia I have is of heights. I have an extreme fear of heights. Um, that's the only thing. This world, I think one of the reasons it works is I did something which is called... It's, it's an occlusion technique where you can separate each room 
to be occluded on its own. So I did occlusion um, in each room, but then I did occlusion in the whole world. So I think that's why it runs really well. And there's and it's a multi-level place when you go in there. So um, I really didn't think it was going to run, but it ran fine. And I think it's not it's not a heavy texturized building as part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and in Unity, one of the things that you want to do is you want to optimize the hell out of it. And one of those optimizations is bringing your texture sizes down, especially for Android. You want to bring them way down, um, but still keep mm -hmm. some of the quality. You don't want to bring it down so far that it's pixelated. But a few of the things in there are pixelated, but not the walls or anything like that. I think just the coffins and are. Right. If anyone has been to any of these worlds and wanted to add a, a comment or your favorite part or uh, ask a question in terms of technical ability, please use the raise hand option. We'd love to, to hear from you. But one of the things I was impressed with uh, uh, most in this world is when the ghosts come at you, the sound follows and gets louder as it comes closer to you and then moves past you. And that really gives it uh, a presence and a creepy vibe. That, is there a special trick to that, or is that one of your uh, trademark studio secrets? No, there's really no trick to that. One of the things that I found, and I learned this in Philippus Haida, is that if you take a sound source and you change it to mono, and you add the built-in Unity reverb, the reverb is in stereo. So you're going to get a stereo sound from a mono source. So that mm -hmm. mono source is attached to one of the ghosts that flies around. So what what you need to do when you're doing like an animation and you want it to be on that specific object that's moving around you attach it as a child of that of that object and that's what i did and then i change it of course from 3d to 2d sound so 2d just being uh, uh, mono in unity um the other thing is your radius, and you want to keep your radius so that it's not covering the whole world, and you and you want to set it to linear, because um, you you want to be able to set the 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 middle and the outer part of the sound. So the middle part would be the loudest, the outer part just where you're going to start to hear it. Got it. The other about this world and the sound and actually most of the worlds uh, that I visited um, when I was checking out all your worlds was the the uh, the sound is really eerie because it's echoing I think it's kind of what you were saying where it's sort of like since the the depth uh, and the and the, the coldness I guess you'd say of these places because you're sensing that the, the sound is creating this echoey vibe in there um, and is is that something that you play with reverb or you you play with those elements? And does that come from your musical background, do you think? Yes, it does come from my my knowledge of music and, and creating music in a digital audio workstation. But um, Unity has really great sound. It has real, a lot of really great features in there that you can play around with. There's lots of plugins in it. And if you search under uh, when you in your sound panel, you go down to add more components, you search reverb or, or audio, it'll bring up all these different effects that they have in there. There's not just reverb effects, there's like delay effects, there's echo effects, there's roll off effects, there's EQ effects. So you can add a lot of, do a lot of different things with it. And what I do in the worlds is I create a, what's called the logarithmic sound that covers the entire world. 
So there's one big sound, and that sound you'll hear no matter where you go. The other sounds were the 2D ones that I was talking about. Those are localized to an object. And it can be a stationary object, too. It doesn't have to be a moving object. Let's move on to uh, another one here. Uh, a lot of them are have this sort of, um, uh, I guess, gothic kind of feel. Is that is that from what you were saying about The Witcher, or uh, so? Yeah, this this world is called the is called the uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember. World of the, <laughs> the Witcher, Witcher, I think, right? World of the Witcher. Yeah. What I was trying to go for here was. Um, probably should be called the Witcher's Tower because it's this this tower. Believe it or not, belies how big it really is. I don't know if any of you have been there, but if you go to the top of it, you look like a tiny ant on the very tip of it. It's extremely big and very tall. But when you walk in, there's one thing about VR is it, you can't really judge depth or height really well. You got to really play around with like when you're doing terrain to get that that kind of uh, feeling that the mountains are really high and far away. It's, it's real hard to do because we can't, we can't make worlds that are super large in here. You know, they have to be a certain sized. Um, so with this one, this was a pre-built tower that I found on the asset store. And I thought, what could I do with this? And so I thought, well, I'll call it the world of the Witcher. And my original intent was to display because um, Dave taught me how to do 3D, uh, the 3D artwork. And Great. that was basically to display the 3D artwork that I'd taken in, in the game, the actual game. Because there's a Steam overlay in the game that you can take high-quality photos within games. So I've taken hundreds of pictures in the game. I've actually taken pictures of the textures in there and used them in my worlds. And um, I, the other thing, back backing up to the music part, um, some of my worlds do play some of the music from The Witcher, and I was reading CD Projekt Red's terms about the the music, and it says, it says basically don't don't monetize it, but you need to ask permission, and I didn't ask permission, but I figured since I'm not commercially monetizing it, I don't think it's an issue. Um, so something to think about with you rip sounds off from things right yeah no, that's definitely definitely a good point um so what is it about the game witcher because i think a lot of your worlds are sort of inspired like you were saying uh, from that what is it about the game witcher that you love so much and that you are drawn to i think it's the game i've been looking for forever because it was i've always loved big open world games that you can you can do side quests, you can search, and it's huge. And I used to play Raven Sword. I don't know if anybody remembers that game, Raven Sword. It's really old. And I played it on the iPad, and I didn't realize they even had it on PC, but they do. And that really was my first foray into RPG open world. And so when The Witcher 3 came out, I originally installed The Witcher 2, not knowing there was a Witcher 3. And The Witcher 2, I got stuck at one point, went back on the store and I saw The Witcher 3. And then when I opened it up and saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And, you know, and I just love it. I must have logged almost three or four thousand hours on that game in the last two or three years. And a lot of it is is analyzing it too, 
going in and an- analyzing and seeing what they did and how they did it. And it, it just grabs me. I don't know why. I met Do- uh, Doug Cockle. He's the voice of Geralt, the Witcher. And I went to, to meet him. Uh, he was here doing a thing um, in uh, Florida. And so I went there and, and met him and everything. He's a really nice guy. It was really, really a fun time meeting him. So I can't really put my we... finger on it. <laughs> or you should get his you should get his voice for uh, some of your worlds to echo through the background as he you know, tells your way up this field. Um, I, I do love that this tower is so tall and you and you actually have three buttons, I think, that bring you from the the base of the tower to the mid tower to the to the height of the tower right so it is that tall where you have almost like a teleport elevator to get us up there um but yeah right. this the sense of of scale is is really great in the in the fact that the sort of aurora or borealis are uh, uh hovering by overhead as well just makes it feel expansive and and uh, echoey well, again sort of I, Island's the one that put the buttons in for me because I'm kind of dyslexic and I kept getting it backwards, which way goes to which button to this button. And so he did that for me. But um, one of the cool things that I love about that and I just learned recently was the the lightning and lighting up when the lightning hits, it lights up the mountains and lights up areas. And that's what I've, I've as I say, if if you're learning and you're trying to learn this and you're trying to grow, you can't help but get better the more you practice. And so it's just one of the added things that I learned how to do is to add a light to the lightning source. So, and crank it way up so that when it flashes, it lights up the area that it strikes in. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, and if anyone had any technical questions or thoughts uh, and you wanna ask Lightyear while we've got them, please use the raise hand option uh, and we'll uh, definitely call on you. Uh, moving right along, another uh, gothic, eerie world. So I'm, I'm so surprised that you play dance music in the real world. I thought you'd be sort of like gothic and morbid. And, you know, <laughs> all the worlds are in place at graveyards with heavy mist and uh, you know eerie kind of bats fluttering by. Um, it's it's so funny. It's such a contrast to dance music. So I, I love that. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about this one here. This is just sure. a graveyard so- world. So this world I made for Psycho for her Halloween event. And if any of you went to the Halloween event, it was the first world that you go in. And um, I had a lot of fun creating this. I, I was actually a little worried it wasn't going to run on Android. Because I, I always start out on PC and then I have to dumb it down for Android. But I didn't have to dumb it down too much. So it ran pretty good and there weren't any issues. Um, this This was basically another small terrain with just some assets that I found in the store, mausoleums. Um, I think there's wraiths flying around in it and bats. Um, the, the mist is a VFX mist, and it's not a very good mist if you want it, if it's going to go through buildings and trees and things, because it does, it does go in layers. It's not like a particle, uh, like Unity particle mist or fog. It VFX fog's different. It, it's dynamic, but it but it moves in sheets. So the bigger you make it, the bigger the sheets get, and the more it has it passes through things. You're like, whoa, it's you know not looking quite right. I try to use it up higher, so it's not hitting anything. And then I use Unity fog for the rest of it. So what's down below, I use Unity fog, and I crank the Unity fog so it's kind of in your face, and far away. 
it's interesting that you say that it's in sheets because I find that actually in this world, when you walk through the grass, the grass is very tall, but the grass is in sheets as well, right? It feels like the, there's constantly swaying in the in the reeds or the grass uh, among the gravestones, but it, it's kind of in sheets and you can kind of walk through it. Is that a similar kind of uh, notion? Well, the thing about the grass is it's a terrain thing. So it's, it's um, the all of the grass and all the plants, everything that's on terrain is 2D. And it has this option always face the camera. So a lot of people don't like it, but it turns, the billboard turns to face you every time you turn. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, Cause you can turn your head. If you turn your head, you'll see the billboards turn as well. But I try to get a lot of it in or, or, or do like where it's, if it's night, it's not as noticeable. But I found that the more you put in, and believe it or not, there's some really performant um, grass that you can put in the terrain editor and paint on your terrain that is very low performant and it looks really good. So it's not going to cause issues the more you put in. Yeah, it's interesting though. I do love um, that even though your worlds are, are I, I almost would say that they're subtle in a sense, like the atmosphere is thick, but they're subtle and everything is moving. Everything kind of has a, a glide to it, but you're not, I guess with the lightning strikes, that was quite dramatic, but it, it, it still feels natural in the environment. Like there's nothing that's really popping out. It just feels like it's well composed and everything is subtly creating this, this tone that you walk through. So I, I really appreciate that about, about these worlds. Thank you, appreciate that. Yeah, um, the the lightning flashing again is that that light attached to the lightning bolt itself. It's really easy to do. There's a tutorial on Google if you want to try doing it yourself. Very very easy to do. the The only thing I suggest is if, if you're not seeing the flash on the ground, you need to crank it up. And you, you're uh, a lot of things need specular in order for it to light up. So like like see how the ground here has the sun shining on it. That's the specular from the metallic. So, That's making yeah. that that shine up because it's metallic. If if you don't have specular in your objects, then the lightning isn't going to light them up. I see. Got it. So it needs something to, re to reflect off of. Yeah, there's a button at the very bottom on the properties of your of your. Uh, of your object and it'll say specular environmental reflections. Sometimes I take specular off because sometimes if you have railings or things that are closely spaced together, you'll get this weird effect when you look at it from a, little, from a far away distance. But usually I, I, I will keep it on. I don't have too many metal pieces in my world, so. Well, this one, this next world here is a little bit more in alignment with potentially your uh, music <laughs> of your life. So interestingly enough, as you can imagine, we love cyberpunk and simulation nation. And I actually tried to upload, I tried to do this. This was my Unity project. This was, I had these assets, right? This cyberpunk world. I tried to upload it. I, I tried Unity, tried to upload it to Altspace. It was 10 times too big, big for what uh, Altspace could upload. And I was like, I give up. Like that was it. That was my Unity try. So I love the fact that you actually were able to achieve this and you were able to get a really cool world here. So maybe you could tell us a little how you did that and, and uh, the Thank inspiration you. behind it. 
Yeah, this uh, this world is uh, actually a pre-made asset. Um, it's it's one of the things, like I said, if you're uploading your file size is too big, you need to go in and lower your texture sizes for, mm -hmm. for Android and PC. That's what you, and and if you're doing Mac, um, that's your biggest hurdle with worlds is lower is lowering your textures. That will bring your world size down dramatically. And you have to do it for every texture, and it can be painstaking if there's a lot of things going on in it. Um, this world is actually where I display my own music in it. Uh, I haven't updated mm -hmm. the music that much. It's still pretty much the same playlist, but it it's it was really upsetting to me when we did this whole URP change. You know that that hell, I call it Hell Month that we went through, and then they changed the version, and then you know and but and then things weren't lighting up. So in this world, if you look at the at the ground, you see the lights are moving around, and they're actually lighting up the buildings as they're moving. That wasn't working, and I was getting really frustrated. And you know, and it was like almost almost give up time. You know, I was like, oh my gosh. And then they finally worked out a lot of the bugs. They didn't lose some of the features I wanted, which were like real time shadows and a few other things. But pretty much. Um, you know, this this worked out all right. And I went back and redid this world with bake lighting. So it's pretty performant on the quests um, because you're, you're pretty much seeing the same world um, on your quest as you as you would on the PC. That's the, that's the good thing about baking everything, baking all your lights. The only thing I couldn't bake is the real-time lights, the ones that move and they flash. And quest, I think the limit is like four. So you're only going to see four of them doing that. Um, I had an issue in one of my other worlds where I had a lot of lights lighting at the dance floor, the, the actual tiles, and they were real time. And I was like, they aren't working on Android. So I had to go in and bake them all. And, and that solved the issue for that. So, this wasn't really inspired by anything. It was just there. And I thought, well, let's upload it and see what it does and what can I do with it. Well, it was it was a real treat for me to finally walk in in 3D and able to walk my avatar through those worlds because I'd imagined doing that and just wasn't able to keep to uh, to technically be able to do it. But I also appreciated the fact that as you go around the corners, you gave us a lot of different platforms to jump to, so we could jump across the street and we could jump down a little bit because what the little that I do know is that you need to create planes for each of those spots where people can actually, um, you know, well, these are all with, collidable. Everything's collidable. So every platform's collidable. The buildings are, weren't all collidable. I went in and changed them so that they are all, all are collidable. Um, you can also fly in there too. So you don't even need to jump. Just turn on flight and you can fly around. And it's fun to fly around in there. Yeah, and the music is great. So I'm glad that that was, uh, is some of your you own. Uh, you finally got to upload here. <laughs> awesome. That was basically the, the whole point of that world was to display my music. Pretty much. Right. Right, right, right. And I like oh. cyberpunk a lot too. I just haven't right. I like you said, I haven't found a lot of good assets. I couldn't create that myself. So I couldn't find a lot of good assets that weren't like like five gigabytes, you know. And right. I'm thinking if you find an asset that's like five or six gigabytes, you're probably not gonna be able to use it in all space, even if you optimized all the textures and it, it just wouldn't look that great. And it was probably a big world. I tried to I tried to load um, Dark City Two. I actually did it. It works, but it only works if you're on PC and you're on a high end GPU. So 
So that was a learning experience for me. Right, right. Um, I think I've got uh, one or two more here. So let's take a look at this one. So this is, I believe this is Philippa's hideout. Is that is, is this a Witcher thing again? Or what's, uh, who's yep, Philippa and is, why are they hiding out? This is Philippa's hideout. Okay, so originally in the game, there's a, there's a quest called Philippa's hideout, and you have to go there and try to see if she's there. And Geralt has to go through all these different portals underground to get to the main area down below. And, and when you get down there, it's an amazing cavern. And I couldn't quite create it where you had the different portals you go through. I guess I could have made little separate little tiny worlds that if you get to one place, you'd have to go through a portal. I didn't really want to do that. So I did stairs. Um, and what I ended up doing, and I couldn't believe it worked, is I took some really low poly rocks. And I made one big flat terrain, and I started piling the rocks all around it and started building them up and building up. And then I finally enclosed the last one, and I put the building in there. And when I went into it, it was this huge cavern, and it was performing. And I was just so amazed because I didn't realize it was going to be that big. I had no mm. idea it was that huge. It's really funny in Unity, you can't really judge how big something is when you're in Unity doing it, because it, sometimes it'll look like it's not that big, but you bring it in, you're like, oh my god, this is like amazingly big. This is one of my more favorite worlds, by the way, too. Um, is there anyone else who's a fan of Witcher or who's been to Philippa's uh, hideout? If not, we may be able to get there after uh, the event here. Nice light year. He may teleport us there. Um, so let's see here. I've got one other um, picture here. Uh, this is a very cool world. Um, our uh, My partner here, Futurosity, uh, was like, I need a meditative world for New Year's. I want to just relax. It's so uh gave him this world. So he's going to be creeped out, baby. This one is not as creepy. It's got Gregorian chants uh, in the background. It's kind of, I guess there's a Buddhist architecture going on. Um, and it's very peaceful, actually. So it's has it does have a, a sense of, there's still that echoing sense, right? Those Gregorian chants are always these, these echoey, booming um, voices. So it does have that, but it's much more of a peaceful vibe as opposed to a, a, a sort of creepy vibe. Yeah, this world was basically another prefab, and I saw it, and I thought, that looks really interesting. And the one thing about this is very performant, again, because the the rocks on the side and the, and the, the cliffs are just really low-texture um, rocks. Um, I had to go in and take out a bunch of stuff. The trees were weird. Um, it didn't have the water at the bottom that I put in. Um, and as I was putting it together, I didn't know what it was going to become. And then the more I started working on it, thinking about it, the more I thought, hmm, this could have the vibe of being like a meditative world, something really, you know, peaceful. Um, and that's what it ended up turning into. And, um, I try not to use the same assets in every world or, or duplicate, you know, assets. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not using the same ones. But every once in a while, you'll see maybe one of the assets I used, like fairy or something in one of the other worlds or a mermaid or something like that. Okay. There's no yeah, mermaids again, in this I, world, though. That? 
There's no mermaids. There's no there's no mermaids in this world, but only Philippa Sida and I think one other. Um, I, I wanted to take this picture here because I, again, just like the the foreground, midground, background movement, right? Like foreground, you've got these leaves uh, in this tree gently flowing in the wind. Ground, you've got a little bird flying by and maybe a, a little flutter in there. And then of course, in the background, you've got the mist and you've got the waterfall. Um, so it's just all uh, it, it just it just creates this uh, really a sort of almost. Um, a realistic feeling to it because that's how our eye would see things in the real world. Um, and so all of that, uh, nothing is really static in the real world. And so I love that about your world as well. There's all these layers of movement, subtle movement. This, well. this world has a night day cycle in it. So uh, if you stay in there, it'll turn from night to from day to night and back. And you're, and uh, I think it was Island that taught me about layers and you I made the avatars actually change shade with the sun as the sun was going down and coming up and I the, the sad thing um, is that we can't change the the um, brightness of the skybox so what I had to do to kind of trick it was to put the skybox at kind of like mid like a really like low exposure so it's not super bright so it kind of feels like when it turns night that it's like moonlit. And then when it's during the day, it feels like it's a really overcast day. And that's kind of how I'm getting away with doing the night day cycles. I did that in the Land of the Elves too, which um, has the weather system in it. Uh, cool. Um, well, the Land of the Elves is one that I, I have a sad old Oculus one here and uh, I was not able to get into that world. I know you got Rebecca Evans here. That's her favorite world. So uh, Rebecca uh, was kind enough to let me steal the photo from her Twitter feed. And that's the only evidence that I have of the land of the elves. Um, because when I got in there, uh, all hell broke loose. So um, maybe if Rebecca wants to tell us what her favorite part of this world is, that would be great. Or maybe you could tell us also, I think you said that that was one of your favorites late year. What, what is it about land of the elves that uh, you love so much? Now, this one is the Castle in the Clouds, that picture there. Oh, okay. the Land of the Elves is fairly new. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different than this one. Um, it's got a, it's got a, a night-day cycle in it. It's got a weather system in it, so it changes from, when it changes to night, lightning, thunder comes out, um, everything gets dark. You can watch as the clouds change color when the sun's going down. The whole world changes color as it's going down the sun. Um, one of the things that I did, and and also back in the meditation world, is I started do, using light probes. And so there's this really great program that this Russian guy made called Magic Light Probes. And it's really amazing. It places all the light probes for you automatically. So... In the meditation world, I think there's something like 30, 40,000 light probes. Now, it adds to the amount of size of your world, but it's worth it. And that's I've been doing that a lot in, in my world. The Land of the Elves has that in it. Um, they, and also the light baking. So in the meditation world is one of the first ones that I light baked so that you have the shadows and everything. And then when the sun goes down, because I've had all the texture, textures, every single texture is animated down to the right millisecond to change from, from uh, light to dark. So all those shadows go away 
in the nighttime part, but then of course they come back and the water does the same thing. So it's, it's, a, it's a really cumbersome process to animate every single little tiny aspect, but it's really worth it. And you get great results if you want to try doing that. It's an, it's an amazing thing, but it takes a lot of time and you need to sit there. And, and if you have one little animation that's just a millisecond off, the whole thing's off. Mm, got it. Cool. Um, well, if anyone had any thoughts or questions, now is the chance. That's the last chance uh, you're going to have uh, before we uh, end it off here. I always love to talk about the future with the guests because you uh, have the most insights of anyone, I would imagine, because you're down in the trenches using the technology uh, to, to push the metaverse forward, uh, so to speak. Um, where do you think this is all headed? Do you have any ideas? You, you talked about the um, the poly count increasing, the you know we, us being able to use uh, more dynamic worlds. Is that what you're looking forward to? And how do you think we're headed? I think what's going to happen is that with the advent of these new ARM chips or these uh, M1 chips, I mean the M1, uh, the regular M1 and the M1 M2 Extreme, excuse me. I think when uh, Apple comes out with their headset and it's got those chips in it, because they're 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 gonna it's gonna be a game changer because we're gonna be able to have console equivalent headsets that are wireless, and the M2 chips are are amazing. They're system on a chip, so all the GPU, the the cores of the CPU, the memory, everything's on the same chip, so there's no bottlenecking. It doesn't have to travel to one. So like your in your PC, it travels to the RAM and then it travels back through the system bus back to this and back. It's all combined in the one chip and they don't need fans to cool them. So that's going to be a game changer. And I think that's where we're headed. Um, I don't know where Altspace is headed. I don't know. I've been I've been having conversations with people trying to figure out what is the game. I don't know. Um, you know, we have a very low user count in here. Uh, VRChat has a very high user count, but let me tell you something. Allspace has a lot of features VRChat doesn't have, and VRChat has some features that Allspace doesn't have. Um, you can't fly in VRChat, you can't do events in VRChat, um, but you can in here. Um, so I would hate for Allspace to disappear because because of those things. That's that it's an amazing. I would like to see them get some form of scripting in here. Um, so that we can do some scripts or whitelist some of the scripts, especially for water. I'd like to see camera depth come back for Android for water. Um, we used to have it, we don't anymore, so my water looks very flat. It's not what you would see on PC. If you're on PC, you're gonna see a really beautiful dynamic water compared to just a flat water. Um, I wished I could tell you where this is going. I think nobody knows, I don't even think Allspace or Meta knows. I don't think they know what they're doing. I think they're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, to be honest. Right. Um, right. You know, it's yeah. a matter of, it's really a matter of user base, you know, and, and attraction. And right. so they need to do more to attract people to Allspace. They need to do more to um, get the headsets better. Um, I heard Quest 2 Pro's a little bit better, but I don't think it's it's going to be good enough. I think that 
need to be able to get to a point where I can create the same rule I can for PC that I can create for an Android device, and it'll it'll run exactly the same. Now, some of my worlds do, some of them don't. That's you know, that's just the way it is. I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah, well, and I guess the Quest Three apparently is coming out next year, so maybe that'll be something. But if you follow the money, though, for me, it's like, you know, Microsoft, who which owns AltSpace, just bet $69 billion on Activision. So they're clearly, I, I, if I'm going to follow the money, I'm thinking that their entry into the metaverse space is going to be through gaming. They're going to get these gaming open, open worlds, these open sandbox worlds, and that's going to be their metaverse. And then we'll build off of that and be, maybe you could hop from game to game inside the Microsoft ecosphere or something like that. Uh, and then where did, where does this, uh, where does where does alt space fit into that? I have no idea, um, but uh, I don't know. Have you thought anything about that, or that's just something completely different? I think for me that's completely different because I'm not a game developer. I think that right. you know there there are what's weird is there are games that are very very performant that that are open world that you can go around in and they don't have performance issues on Quest. I don't know why alt space is so heavy. Why it doesn't do the same thing. Um, you know, that's what I really think they need to work on. And they also, they need to work on the sound in here. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that they need to fix. And I, I don't know what's going on personally. I wish that I knew. I wish I had some crystal ball and I could say, this is what's going to happen. This was going to happen. Okay. You know, and people were talking about, well, be prepared that you may have to move your files somewhere else if Altspace dies and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I don't really think Altspace is going to die. I think it may it may evolve into something else, or it may become an offshoot of something else. But right. we'll see. You know what happens. It does seem to me that they'll need some kind of interstitial tissue. Like let's even if they decide that this metaverse thing is going to be this giant gaming universe, is going to need the stitching in between that will connect with like the word documents and like. Uh, you know, um, an office space because Microsoft is so uh, based on the in the office. You think that they're going to have to have some kind of office avatar. You can go into a board meeting, and 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 you're not going to be going as an orc. You're going to be going as an avatar like this. That's a little bit more uh, stable and more human. Um, so you got to imagine that there's going to be a place for this in the future. I I, I seem to agree with that. If it's going to keep the name Allspace or change and, and just become a part of Microsoft's office or something like that. Who knows? But um, yeah, there's, I'm sure there's iterations of this that are going to be seen in the future. Just have to see, I guess. Well, I always thought, I mean, I heard that they had an enterprise side of this that was going alongside of Allspace. And so mm. that's why I thought, you know, well, if they have an enterprise side, then they're not going to get rid of Allspace, you know, because it's right. part of, they're both kind of connected. So, I don't know. I will see what happens, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just going to keep building in here until I play differently. <laughs> that is a perfect, uh, inspiring uh, way to end. How can people uh, let you get in touch with you if they would like to hear more or uh, like to visit your world? Um, well. I have a hub that's called a hub by Lightyear, so I put an A in front of it. So if there's a hub searcher, you could go through that. Um, I I don't use I'm on Discord every once in a while, so it's not it's really kind of hard to get a hold of me actually because I'm either doing something or I'm doing something in real life, and then um, I get on Discord maybe 
maybe once or twice a week, if I remember. I'm really bad. I don't even read my email either. I, you know, it's like <laughs> I just got so much going on, and it's hard to keep up with everything. But um, you know, if, if you want to if you want to friend me, you can friend me, and you can find me through here if I'm when I'm on. Um, I'm always open to helping people. You know, I want to help people get into this. I want to help people learn how to world build. That's one of the reasons I did the classes for Unity because I really do want to teach people, and it's not that hard once you learn the fundamentals. What about your music? What if we wanted to find that so that I can put it in the show notes and have people at least uh, jamming through the I'm metaverse on, light years too? I'm on, I'm on every site. So I'm on Spotify, Pandora, any any site that matters, I'm on it. Um, just go in there and search Lightyear. Um, I'm not the British ska punk band. So if you see that, that's not me. But my music will probably pop up with theirs. <laughs> All right. Well, all right, great. Well, um, then, uh, then I think we'll uh, we'll have to get on to this uh, world tour here. Um, so, guys, if you have an idea of what world you want to visit first, uh, we will get there shortly. Um, so, thank you, everybody, for teleporting into this cast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation, remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation at Simulation VR and our Discord server and join us uh, next year uh, for our, our next event. Uh, so we are taking a little bit of a hiatus and uh, until 2023, plug my friends. <laughs>